Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady coming to you fresh and live from Ustron, Poland. So over the next couple of episodes, maybe three, we will see. I am going to be doing our summer readings from the small book, The Green Letters by Miles J. Stanford. I hope that you enjoy them. I hope that you will share them. And I hope that you will give us a five-star rating and take a couple of minutes to write a one, two, or three-sentence review. This really does help us get the message out and cause others to be able to find Tent Talk Podcast. So, love you all. Thanks for being a part of all that we're doing here and letting us be a part of your life. Hey everybody, good morning from the Puro Hotel in Łódź, Poland. This is one of my favorite hotels in all the world. And it happens to be the seventh hotel that we've been in, or the seventh place that we have stayed, let me put it that way. The seventh place that uh, Wynn and I have stayed on this June journey in Europe. And so we're here spending a couple of days with our dear friends and partner, pastors Carol and Agnieszka. And I am continuing today uh, on our series, Summer Readings, and it is on Chapter 2, The Green Letters on Time. So we mentioned time when we were last together uh, as we looked at appropriation. And the three core elements for appropriation, number one, you must know the truth. You must know what is already yours uh, in Christ. We've got to stop trying to get something we already have. This is a waste of time. It breeds so much frustration. And, And number one, it denies the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit Um, what they've already accomplished that they might have us in full oneness with them. So if you're constantly saying, oh, oh, come Holy Spirit, come He lives in you. He's present within you if you're born again. You don't have to beg Him to come. You do not have to worship for hours, beg and plead for him to come. You can't be born again without him. He does everything for you. He is one with you. So, as we have been reading, I hope you've picked up on that we need to stop begging and pleading for that which is already ours. We need to say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And now, right, Father, I want to know my need for that which I have from you. I want to be aware. I don't want to glibly say, oh yes, yes, I know I have Holy Spirit, and but you don't know your need for him. And then the third element, which is painfully missing in our fast pace and 
got to have it and give it to me and you know our total reliance upon the true and real and powerful fast fire of God we miss the slow fire of God and that third element is give him the time necessary to do in you to do in us to cause to be ours in true experiential living not just what I know theologically that I possess that which is my position but let it become my true condition and the element there is time the slow fire the slow burn of his presence within you you talking with him knowing him and honoring him by giving him all the time he needs to make you in reality who you already are hmm? so I just thought I would say all of that right up front now let's get to our summer readings chapter 2 the green letters on time it seems that most believers have difficulty in realizing and facing up to the inexorable fact that God does not hurry in his development of our Christian life he is working from and for eternity so many feel they are not making progress unless they are swiftly and constantly forging ahead now it is true that the new convert often begins and continues for some time at a fast rate but this will not continue if there is to be healthy growth and ultimate maturity God himself will modify the pace this is important to see since in most instances when seeming declension begins to set in it is not as so many think a matter of backsliding John Darby makes it plain that it is God's way to set people aside after their first start that self-confidence may die down thus Moses was 40 years on his first start he had to run away Paul was three years also after his first testimony not that God did not approve the first earnest testimony we must get to know ourselves and that we have no strength thus we must learn and then leaning on the Lord we can with more maturity and more experientially deal with souls since the Christian life matures and becomes fruitful by the principle of growth as we see in 2nd Peter 318 this is where we are told to grow in grace and the recognition and the knowledge and the understanding of Jesus Christ it says since the Christian life matures and becomes fruitful by the principle of growth rather than by struggle and experiences much time is involved unless we see and acquiesce to this there is bound to be constant frustration to say nothing of resistance to our father's development processes for us a h strong illustrates it for us quote a student asked the president of his school whether he could not take a shorter course than the one prescribed oh yes replied the president but then it depends upon what you want to be when God wants to make an oak he takes a hundred years but when he wants to make a squash he takes six months <laughs> 
close quote. Strong also wisely points out to us that, quote, growth is not a uniform thing in the tree or in the Christian. In some single months, there is more growth than in all the year besides. During the rest of the year, however, there is solidification, without which the green timber would be useless. The period of rapid growth, when woody fiber is actually deposited between the bark and the trunk, occupies but four to six weeks in May, June, and July. Close quote. Let's settle it once and for all. There are no shortcuts to reality. A meteor is on a shortcut as it proceeds to burn out, but not a star, with its steady light so often depended upon by navigators. Unless the time factor is acknowledged from the heart, there is always danger of turning to the false enticement of a shortcut via the means of experiences and blessings, where one becomes pathetically enmeshed in the vortex of ever-changing feelings adrift from the moorings of scriptural facts. Concerning this subject, George Goodman writes, Some have been betrayed into professing perfection or full deliverance because at the time they speak they are happy and confident in the Lord. They forget that it is not a present experience that ensures fruit unto maturity, but a patient continuance in well-doing. To taste of the grace of God is one thing, to be established in it and manifested in character, habit, and regular life is another. Experiences and blessings, though real gracious visitations from the Lord, are not sufficient to rest upon, nor should they lead us to glory in ourselves, as if we had a store of grace for time to come, or were yet at the end of the conflict. No. Fruit ripens slowly. Days of sunshine and days of storm each add their share. Blessing will succeed blessing, and storm follows storm, before the fruit is full grown or comes to maturity. In that the husbandman's method for true spiritual growth involves pain as well as joy, suffering as well as happiness, failure as well as success, inactivity as well as service, death as well as life. The temptation to shortcut is especially strong unless we see the value of and submit to the necessity of the time element in simple trust resting in his hands. Quote, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Close quote. Philippians 1.6 And dear friends, it will take that long. But since God is working for eternity, why should we be concerned about the time involved? Graham Scroggy affirmed, quote, Spiritual renewal is a gradual process. All growth is progressive, and the finer the organism, the longer the process. It is from measure to measure, thirtyfold, sixtyfold, a hundredfold. It is from stage to stage. First the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. And it is from day to day. How varied these are. There are great days, days of decisive battles, days of crisis in spiritual history, days of triumph in Christian service, 
days of the right hand of God upon us. But there are also idle days, days apparently useless, when even prayer and holy service seem a burden. Are we, in any sense, renewed in these days? Yes, for any experience which makes us more aware of our need of God must contribute to spiritual progress unless we deny the Lord who bought us. We might consider some familiar names of believers whom God obviously brought to maturity and used for His glory, such as Pearson, Chapman, Toller, Moody, Goforth, Mueller, Taylor, Watt, Trumbull, Meyer, Murray, Havergal, Guion, Maybe, Gordon, Hyde, Mantle, McShann, McConkie, Deck, Paxson, Stoney, Saffer, Carmichael, and Hopkins. The average for these was 15 years after they entered their life work before they began to know the Lord Jesus as their life and ceased trying to work for him and began allowing him to be there all in all and do his work through them. This is not to discourage us in any way, but to help us to settle down with our sights on eternity. By faith, quote, apprehending that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, close quote. Philippians 3.12b and Philippians 3.14. Certainly this is not to discount a spirit-fostered experience, blessing, or even a crisis, but it is to be remembered that these simply contribute to the overall and all-important process. It takes time to get to know oneself. It takes time and eternity to get to know the infinite Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the day to put the hand to the plow and irrevocably set the heart on his goal for us, that we, quote, may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, close quote, Philippians 3.10. So often in the battle, says Austin Sparks, we go to the Lord and pray and plead and appeal for victory, for ascendancy, for mastery over the forces of evil and death. And our thought is that in some way the Lord is going to come in with a mighty exercise of power and put us into a place of victory and spiritual ascendancy as in an act. We must have this mentality corrected. What the Lord does is to enlarge us to possess. He puts us through some exercise, through some experience, takes us by some way which means our spiritual expansion and exercise of spirituality. So we occupy the larger place spontaneously. Quoting, Exodus twenty three twenty nine and 30. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out before thee until thou be increased. Close quote. 
One day in the House of Commons, British Prime Minister Disraeli made a brilliant speech on the spur of the moment. That night, a friend said to him, I must tell you how much I enjoyed your extemporaneous talk. It's been on my mind all day. Madam, confessed Disraeli, that extemporaneous talk has been on my mind for 20 years. My friends, this has stirred me so deeply. And I'm sure some of that is because of where I'm at in my own uh, life with him. And I'm praying that this has so deeply stirred you as you listen and maybe as you listen again. And maybe you have others in your life who might be frustrated. But my friends, frustration does not always mean that we are in trouble or as as was said in this chapter that we are backslidden that frustration sometimes can mean that we're in that place of enlarging we are in that place where time is working and I've done messages before on here and other places on waiting And that in the waiting, the scripture says in Romans 8, I think in the Message Bible, verses 23 and 24, that waiting does not diminish you any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant woman. Waiting brings forth to the fullness that which is already in you. There is an enlarging that is taking place. And in the waiting, my friends, oh, listen, if we really saw what he's preparing us for, the depth of trust we will need in him, with him, for what's coming, the enlarging of us to possess the lands, the territory, the peoples, however you want to describe it, of that which we might have oversight of or responsibility for um, all of these things. We would, we would say, thank you, Father, for all of this waiting and all this time where you are literally developing your very own character inside of me. Thank you, Father. You see, oftentimes in our frustration, then if we're not careful, it goes into bitterness and somehow we we think others have denied us and God isn't doing what he promised. My friends, if God promised it, let me assure you, God's more committed to it than you are. It's his idea. As a matter of fact, you are his idea. And if we understood the enlarging process, if we understood that the nine months of a baby coming to full development so that it can come forth and then grow, we would understand that in the waiting, we are not being diminished. We're not shrinking in the waiting unless you begin to believe a lie, unless you begin to try to make it happen yourself, unless you throw off all restraint, godly restraint, and you decide you're going to go out and find people. You're going to go out and make it happen. Right? Or you keep in your frustration and don't even realize that you keep repeating patterns again and again. Staying hooked to wrong people. Continuously hooking up with new wrong people. 
whatever the patterns might be. But my friends, we're waiting in him, with him. Right? We're, we're, we're showing great honor to him when we say, Father, I trust you and you know what you're doing. And the building within. And I, I was looking up because I was doing some prep for this yesterday. And, you know, this, um, when it spoke about the tree and it talked about the solidification process, this was very, very interesting to me. This solidification is the process of becoming solid. It's when liquid goes to solid. When something begins to take form and shape and become stronger and more steadfast. This, we're going to need this. Right? We, we are not going to need more practice in being impulsive and running ahead and fast, fast, fast. You know, what's the hurry? <laughs> hmm? Many times we're, you know, and I, I appreciated that he, he says, yeah, spirit-fostered experience is good. Fast fire, my friends. <laughs> the fast fire of God is phenomenal. But my friends, what we are desperately missing is the slow fire of God. Honor him and say to him today, thank you that I already have all spiritual blessings in Christ. I don't need to chase after them. You haven't caused me to be in lack for anything. The Lord is my shepherd. I want for nothing. He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He has set a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He has done it all. And he is the one who will lead. Thank him today for all that you have in Christ. But mainly thanking him that because you are in Christ and you are of them, you share in their nature, you can be 100% compatible with them. And then say, Father, I want to know my need. Now be careful here. This is not some trite prayer. And then, Father, I give you all the time necessary. You do it according to you. Now this won't make us lazy and passive, trust me. There's an active, very deep, active abiding. Many conversations at the table that you'll have with him. Much back and forth, much ebb and flow. And this is where we, I would say, that to guard against a religious spirit that makes it like you're going to be some monk on a, on a mountain. No, you're in the, you're in the, you're in everyday life. <laughs> so go on and get up and <laughs> do your chores and do what's before you and, and all of that. Because it's in the ebb and flow of everyday life that he's building within us. And the solidification process is working. And then there'll be months, like it said, you know, May, June, July, right? Where there might be rapid growth in a tree. There could be rapid growth inside of you. But don't ever think it's always going to be that way. 
So this is where we're maturing with him and in him. Mm, mm, mm. I may have some more to say about this on our next episode. (laughs) This is stirring quite deeply for me. And uh, I pray that it is for you also. So, I'm so glad we were together today. Thank you for the time that you've given to listen to this. And as I said, I hope you'll listen to it again. If you have someone in your life that experiences frustration, things are not happening fast enough, they may not understand the ways of God and the, and the way of true growth, share this with them. Share this podcast with them. And I pray that whoever is listening today, you will know the deep love of the Father, the full finished work of your Lord, your brother, Jesus Christ. And you will know the fullest fellowship and communion with Holy Spirit possible because he has been sent by Father and Son to you to live within you. You don't have to beg him to come. Now, let him raise you the same way he raised Jesus so there can be fully maturing sons. All right. I love you all. So greetings from Wuch, Poland. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.